Blog Talk Radio. In the mix. In the mix. We're online. 24-7. 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Oh, my God. I know you're going to dig this. Raindrops, drop top. I'm not gonna stop playing. I'm playing. <laughs> <Terry>. <laughs> you make me hate the rain. <laughs> Do you hate know, wait, pause. Do you know they're not saying raindrop? They saying range, like the car. Tiana Taylor posted a picture, and she said it, and everybody said, it's so crazy how, like, when you're broke, you hear things differently. That's ridiculous. Well, well, how about this? This song made it to Jeopardy. I seen it. I seen this. um, Really? I seen it. Well, it made him read it behind scenes, and they recorded it. They said, can you read this? And he said, he, he read that song. And then he read um, a Jay-Z song. I forgot which song it was. And I started dying laughing. And at the end, (laughs) he was like, I don't know what I just read, but it was the most ridiculous thing ever. But he said raindrop. So I don't know. We we got to find out. Maybe maybe we would believe in her. Isn't that wild how that song is like literally a part of like, I don't know, pop culture. And now, now granted, I don't know if, Tiana Taylor had flipped it and said rain, so think, maybe that was just like a Twitter joke. Because I really thought it was saying, rain. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but you, that, that song is crazy. They like, man. Shout out to the Migos. Maybe, okay. Maybe we get them on a show <laughs> one day. You know, matter of fact, before I do that, let me let me do all the intro. Welcome to another show in the mix. I'm your host T, and that's Lindsay Lynn. Nah, I always say, but uh, no, for Lindsay, okay. you from you live in Atlanta now? Did you know? Mm-hmm. How how is this group related? Like, what are they brothers? What are they? I bet you don't know it. No, one is an uncle. Like, oh, you I did know. Oh, yeah, I'm him. Thank you. Excuse you have oh, had an interview on um Big Boy, and they broke down. He was like, "No, this is my nephew." He was like, "No, this is my uncle." Thank you. Mm. I paid the bill. Okay. Okay. You know, they keep, but honestly, I think that's why they make sense because they keep it in the family. So, I mean, they always around each other. So, I my mean, question we, is, which one's the uncle? Like, how old do you got to be? I'm, I'm, I'm so curious. Like, I don't know, but no, there are a lot of people who have an uncle that's like only a year older than them. Like, I didn't realize that until I got older, but it is possible. Like, depending on how far apart, like the um, brothers and sisters are, it's kind of crazy. But yeah. Well, I guess I guess you could put it that way because I I got a nephew who about. You know, I don't know, about eight years younger than me. And my sister, she she 20 years older than me. So I guess you, you put it that way. Yeah. yeah, it's possible. It's definitely possible, depending on, like, if you got a, you know, older sibling, they have kids, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, but let's get into the show or whatever. I know it's been a while, y'all. So, but we got some good stuff coming up for y'all. Like, let me just say, before we even get the show started, coming up next week, we're going to have a special, special guest. Um, and her name is Alana, and she's going to come to us and, you know, get us informed, but also tell us about this movement that she started um, towards basically raising money 
and definitely um, support for cervical cancer. So I think that show is going to be really, really awesome. So I hope everybody tunes hope in so. for that. And she has these amazing bomb sweatshirts that y'all need to get into that you can wear literally all year long, and they're super cute. So we'll also include a link on our Twitter and social media so y'all can check out those. So, parents, let's get the show popping. Let's get it popping. Let's start with the Oscars last night. Mm. Mm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I blame Steve Harvey. That's what it, that's what they said. No, do you know people were pissed though because they were like for Jimmy Kimmel to say it, it kind of seemed like disrespectful. But I feel like they were saying like, oh, if maybe a black person had said it, like it would have been better. But do you feel like it was okay for him to say it because he's like a you know late night show host and he you know has comedy in his set and all that. I can see why people would think it's funny because it's coming from him. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. But come on, bro. You ain't had to say all that. But I mean, I took it as a little bit of yeah, low blow. a little bit of salt, <laughs> like a little bit of grain of salt. Like it stung a little bit. Like I gotta cut my hand. But I mean, yeah. I don't think he really meant anything by it. Let's just be honest. You know, he's just trying to be funny, trying to say a joke. But was mm-hmm. it really the right time? Probably not. I mean, in my book, yeah, yeah too no, soon. too soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, okay. Other guy was like, I blame Steve Harvey. Okay, now you can say that one. We all get that because Steve messed up. But but this, Steve this, is this, a comedian, so I honestly think he right. didn't take it to heart, you know? Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't like a real shot. In this instance, they actually gave them the wrong card. And yeah. you see how, you see how they, they just messed up. And the producers ran on stage. They was like, oh, shoot, let's get out there. <laughs> A hot mess, and I feel like sometimes they do that stuff on purpose, though. You know what I mean? Like, it, how do you, all this time y'all been practicing, and you just so happen to switch up an envelope? Nah, that that makes no sense to me. And I think it was for best motion um, picture, and they said it went to La La Land, but in actuality it went to Moonlight. So, shout out to Moonlight. You know, I ain't even, get that credit ain't with, yet, too. So. I heard it's really good. Like, I need to check it out soon, but if anybody has seen it, please let us know, because I'm really interested in seeing it. Even I really want to see Get Out because I haven't heard a bad review yet. Right. So literally, probably between tonight and tomorrow, like I'm definitely gonna go see that movie because I heard it's like amazing. Like I know people who have seen it twice already. Also, we got a shout out to uh, uh, Viola Davis. I said her name right, Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Davis. Viola. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She became the first Black actor to win an Oscar, Emmy, and a Tony for acting. Shout out to her. That's she doing crazy, her yo. But has been killing, yo. Like she pretty much had sneakers on with one of her dresses yesterday, cause she's just like, I feel like I'm, I'm tired of these awards. She about to hit an Adele. Like it's cute, thank you. But I think honestly, what I really love about her is that you could tell she loves the craft. Like she genuinely loves acting. You can't like she doesn't seem like she does it for the awards or the accolades. It seems like she really is just like into her craft. So I respect her like wholeheartedly for that. And I think everybody. From like Taraji P. Henson to Janelle Monet, like look beautiful. And even people were going in on Holly Berry about her hair. Like they were like, What is this wig that you got on? Blah blah blah. But supposedly that this? was her hair. What is this? Was it? Right. Alleged. Yeah, supposedly. Mm-hmm. How true mm-hmm. that is, I don't really know, but mm-hmm. you know, I think had it just been tamed a little bit, maybe <laughs> all one solid color. She could have you know, she could have went somewhere with it. Cause Holly Berry that, that, so, that's I mean, Lizzie's fashion you know. tips one on one. That's what it was. I'm just saying, it just it just could have been a little bit more, you know, put together. It's the Oscars, not you know the daggone hip hop awards, but you know. I mean, she, she, she should have been through. To me, so. Right, yeah, she been through enough of those where she like, I ain't got no one to impress. I done did my time. 
know, I do what I want now. She got to that point in her age where she can do what she wants. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I guess when you've earned the right, it's kind of like, who cares? I mean, but I just, honestly, shout out to everybody who won, but I really feel empowered seeing, like, so much black excellence. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to see. And not even off a matter of, like, oh, well, they're giving us pity wins or, like, pity awards. Like, no, all these people have worked their butts off and, like, literally have, like, earned the right to hold these titles. So, shout out to all the winners big time. Definitely. Yeah, it was, it was a great show. I actually fell asleep on it, but I caught a recap. You know, I had to... Unfortunately, Lindsay, I had to work at 3 a.m. shift this week, so Lord. I'm out here, you know. Yeah. Woo! Not gonna it's, get into it's, it, it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. That's why I say, we y'all, not, it's been a minute, but we're trying to get to y'all. The, look, the struggle the struggle can be fixed. And you know what else was fixed? My man's fast teeth. He fixed his struggle. <laughs> I tell you what. He spent 40000 on it, but he fixed it. He fixed it. Long overdue. I'm if proud he of can him. get through it, I can get through this little thing. If you get through that, I can get through this. I'm telling you. You're right. Did you say what made him want to get his, like, T6? He just kind of was, like, over it. It was, like, for himself or what? Oh, just for himself. Um, you know, I, I feel like people probably, you know, played a part. You know, when someone says something enough to you, it just gets annoying. You know how, like, Cardi B said, you know, even though she don't care about people's opinions, you hear it enough. You're just like, man, let me just go ahead and get my T fixed. Man, if he got the money. Why not? Fab, like, he got the bread. Yeah. Very now, true. Do, Very true. You think his teeth is really that jack? You just came at the man, like, much overdue. Why, why you, you think um, I peeped that? Come on because, now. No, this is the thing. Like, if you have the money to do it, most people, like, kill to get braces and stuff like that. And, I mean, if he's okay with it, cool. But, like, you know, just, just get it fixed up. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't going to change. I'll be honest. It wasn't going to change how I look at Fab because, I think as a rapper, like, he's just pretty dope, like, you know, so either way, I was going to still have respect for him and still listen to his music, but, you know, shout out to him for getting his teeth. I mean, you do what you got to do, okay, so who who going to check him now? Shoot, Cardi B did it, and she, you know, she proud with herself. Now, granted, she said when she got, like, her boobs and butt and all that stuff done, she kind of regrets that, but, I mean, she looks great. Sometimes, sometimes wait, 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 all wait, the wait, time, wait, wait, building wait, wait, yourself confidence. Take this, take this back. Cardi, Cardi got a fake body. Um, I'm sorry. Where have you been? <laughs> I didn't Whatever know that. Well, see, I yeah, mean, but, fat, she, fat. but I give it to her. She owns it, though. Okay, so you told me something new. Well, see, Fab, Fab actually, he did it for himself for his 39th birthday. But I mean, Cardi just did it to, you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess more fame. What, what you want to call it? Um. Well, she said in previous interviews that she did it for. Security, like she pretty much at the time, you know, Cardi used to strip, so basically it was a way of her, you know, make herself feel better and feel like she could compete with the other women in the strip club because, you know, for her, she was smaller at the time, so she was like, honestly, I was just trying to make money, but she was like, if you know, I could suggest to anybody else, I wouldn't say to go that route just because she, you know, she allowed the social pressure, I guess, pretty much to get to her and make her not feel better about herself, but. I'm glad now that I see her, like, rapping and just, you know, pretty much killing it in the game. Right. It's like, you can't really tell her much because she's doing just oh, well, yeah, not she... better than all the people we're talking about her. Right, right. So, all right, the last question I want to ask you before you move on for this topic. I feel like 40000 is a lot just to get a chip to fix. My dog, I got dental insurance. A little chip to fix going to cost me 40000 
No, if I wasn't just that tooth, he might have got them whitens and, you know, the alignment. You never know. It's a lot that goes into teeth. I don't think he had dental insurance, for real. I, I, that's, that's probably what it was. 40 stacks. Come on, Lizzie. 40,000. You can buy you a car. You can buy, you know, a foreclosure house. I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm just not buying 40,000. Something else is wrong with them teeth. Oh my God, Terrence, listen, man, Lou. Okay, if he if he got it, then let's just let him spend it. Hey, more power to him. Hey, look, throw me throw me some bread so I can pay off my student loans, like he said in this song. Look, throw me some bread, man. Come on. Facts. But I will say, you know, and since we were talking about Cardi B and you know her whole come up, I will say I thought it was pretty interesting that um, Amber Rose basically made this announcement that she bought this strip club. And now they're pretty much suing it for her, um, well, suing her for it, excuse me. Um, I guess I guess it was an issue where she, like, pretty much was saying that she now owns Ace of Diamonds Strip Club. Now, for a girl who started in the strip club, that's kind of like the ultimate goal, like, oh, I used to strip here, now I own it. But, you know, basically on their Instagram, they were, like, saying, you don't own us, and, like, really popping off on Amber. So I don't know if it was a matter of, like, Maybe she, you know, bought, what was it, like maybe a trademark or something? Or, you know, how, like temporarily when a lease is about to be up, if somebody decides to come on in and, you know, take ownership, that you can do it that way. So, I don't know. Do you think she really owns it or do you think it's just like. No, I don't think she owns it. But my thing is, can you really sue someone for telling a lie? It's not like they did defamed your business. They just simply mm-hmm. said, hey. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm saying I, bu- I bought these shoes when I really did. My mom gave them to me. Okay, I lied. Can you really sue me for that? I mean, it's not like she really defamed him, said. Like she never said, like, this place uh, has roaches, like roaches or something, and it's taken away from their money. She, she just lied. Well, I don't it, think you okay, really can sue Okay, put it this for way, that. though. What if somebody said to you, hey, Terrence, um, you know, I'm, I'm the new owner of In The Mix, and they haven't put in any time, effort, money, or anything, you would feel away because it's like, you built it from the ground up. You know what I'm saying? So for them, it's kind of like, yeah, we're going to sue you because you don't own us, you know? And they're pretty much still, like selling, um, I don't know, they're selling her for like over a million bucks. Like they're not playing with her. And at the end of the day, it's kind of like you can play with people like that all you want to, but they know you got bread. So best believe they're going to hit you up for it too. So I don't know. And it's crazy because if you go to their Instagram, like she's been featured there like so many times and, you know, been hanging out at the club and stuff. I don't know. That's kind of sad because now it's just going to be, I'm not going to say it's going to damage their business. Of course, they're going to still have other rappers and stuff come through. But I do feel like it's, you know, it's going to be a slight hit for them. But hopefully they can maybe like settle something and just drop the lawsuit and come to an agreement where she can have maybe it's like part ownership possibly or just, you know, invest in it maybe. Maybe she could work something out like that. But saying you own it, that's a stretch. It is a stretch, but I, it's not buying it. You know, why? It's just why? This, this is it's just why. Yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, it's just, you know, some people, they get how they live. You know, if you got the money and you feel like you can 
ball out, why not? And I guess that was her mindset. But, you know, some of these businesses, if you don't really know how, like, ownership works and partnerships and all that stuff like that, like, you can really get blindsided. Because it could have very well been something where they made her, you know, feel like she was having ownership when she really didn't. You know what I mean? Like, she could have just right, got ownership right. of the title of the club but not really the club, its investments, its managers, and all that stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll We'll stay tuned to see, you know, what happens with that. But <laughs> what I really want to stay tuned for is this beef with Remy Ma and Nikki. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's going who, What? Who started what? Um, Go ahead. So, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, no. You good. You good. Because it took me a minute to process when I heard this six minutes of a butt whooping that Remy put on Nick. Like, and it's, it blows me because I really like them both. But it... Yeah, Remy kind of kind of body Nikki. Um, basically, Remy Nikki's, you know, she was like, <laughs> yeah, Remy, Remy like I was like, oh, no, no hook, no nothing. Like it was just, yeah, it was pretty real rap raw. And um, basically, it started because a long time ago, I guess Nikki for whatever reason felt like Remy was throwing shots at her, and Remy blatantly came out in an interview and was like, I wasn't talking about you. Like, I've told you multiple times before, so I don't know why you keep, you know, tripping off that. And so basically in the song, she tells her, like, okay, I told you I wasn't talking about you, but since you want attention, here you go. And pretty much Remy goes off. She says that, like, Nikki slept with the whole Young Money Cash Money and Wayne and everybody, that she slept with Trey Songs and that she messed with bro. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Jay. She goes in. Yeah, and then the lowest blow was she started referencing, um, you know, the fact that Nikki defended her pedophile brother. Like, right, it was rough. real. It was pretty cutthroat. I'm not even gonna lie. Now, do you feel like Nikki is gonna come back and say anything? Because it's been 48 hours, and Remy came back after don't Nikki do it. Nikki in 48 hours. So I'm just trying to see is Nikki gonna come with something? Because at the most, all I saw her doing was beefing with Trey Songs. And she was like, oh, you don't need to lie on on your stuff, blah, blah, blah. You're supposed to defend me and, you know, speak to what's right. And I just feel like it was a, you know, it was a classic case of, like, when a girl is mad that she's kind of, like, not necessarily embarrassed, but when somebody took a shot. And you know what I mean? Yeah, you mm-hmm. kind of like, dang, like, I don't know what to do next. And you just take it out on the next person. And even Trey said... He said, you just, you know, you just mad, Ma. He was like, I still love you, but he said, you need to get, you know, mad at Remy, not me. And I was like, right. Oh. And it, <laughs> I, honestly, I Nikki, sit this one out. I'm being real with you. <laughs> you we so? love you. We got, look, we got the best interest in heart for you, okay? We want you to sit this one out. Just have a seat. Let let the world, you know, have their little moment. Like, oh, gosh. Then about two to three weeks later, Get back out there. Don't say <laughs> don't say nothing. Don't say nothing to Remy though. Don't say nothing. You know she's crazy. But you think it's gonna look bad because Remy came back like in no time and it's gonna take Nikki like a skip, hop, and a jump of a week. Like people even been joking and saying like, "Yo, you need to find every ghost writer, like all your exes that you ever pissed off." No, like, no, 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 no. I feel like Remy went hard. She went real hard. But you clap yeah. back. Watch Remy gonna clap back even harder. She gonna clap back yeah. even harder. Then she gonna show up to your place. Then she gonna smack you across the head, and it's gonna go viral. You don't want that either. So. I I feel like Remy already low key has stuff lined up, just ready to right. go. I'm not even gonna lie to you. 
Um, and of course, she got Papoose in her corner, so you already know that's like just insane in the membrane. But it was just crazy because if you watch on social media, like you even see her exes like bobbing their head to like Remy's freestyle, and she oh that's another thing she even said that like um like me couldn't hit for you know three months because Nikki's butt deflated and it's just like well, yeah yeah I heard that. How does she know that up? stuff? How do you I think of that? Like, who, who, how do you think of stuff like that? It is just, I don't know. It's crazy, but he was bobbing his head to it. So was Safari. And it's just like, it was interesting that the game chimed in. And he actually, you know, stood up for Nikki. And so did Trey Songz. Like, he told everybody, you know, that they weren't physically involved. So don't believe it. Um, But, you know, the game, you know, pretty much called out Meek and Safari and was like, I think that's corny how you was just dating her, but now you're sitting here trying to, you know, play her. And I don't yep. know, you know, what happened to their relationship or to whatever effect. But I will I will say, it's something about when a man involves himself in an issue between two women the same way when a woman tries to get involved in between two men. It just kind of comes off corny. You know what I mean? It's just like, don't sit here and flex like you never dated this person and you never cared about them. Because y'all definitely was rocking with each other for a break. Because even with Meek, regardless, you know, whatever reason y'all broke up, like, she left Safari, who pretty much was there at the, like, the start of her career, everything, like, helped her with, you know, majority of her stuff, and let him go off the stress because she was interested in you. So don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't be that one. Because that's mm-hmm. crazy. You wasn't saying that when you was pressing me in pictures with her and everything else. And... I don't know. That's kind of like that typical, like, the whole Soldier Boy and Chris Brown thing. Like, they called that whole fight off. But, you know, now Chris is just taking out all his anger on Karuchi to the point where she had to get a restraining order on him. Like, is that not crazy? Yo, but for real, where is that coming from? Like, I feel like they've been done. They've been done deal. Like, why are we still talking about them out of nowhere? There's a restraining order from Karuchi. Because, well, this is what happened. Chris lately, I guess for whatever reason, has been posting videos, which made no sense to me. But, you know, Chris don't be caring, so I'm not even too surprised. But Chris basically was just kind of like, you know, if I used to date you and I still want you, you know, if you don't want me, nobody can have you. And just was saying real threatening stuff like, you know, I'm basically going to follow you around. Like, I'm going to stalk you and I'm going to stalk the dude and y'all not going to be happy. Like, just being real extra and pretty much in a restraining order. She just mentioned how, like Chris said, you know, that he would kill her and, you know, will harm any of her friends that get involved. And it's, it's gotten pretty heavy. Like, and I did have, a you know, a conversation with, you know, some friends about it because it was interesting to see how many people had different perspectives. Some people felt like, you know, if this stuff happened, why would you just say something now versus, like, a long time ago? And then there mm-hmm. were other people who were kind of like, you know, Chris has been, you know, wilding out at the record for a while, and she probably was just trying to, you know, I guess save save his image, seeing as how it was, you know, tarnished before with the whole situation with Rihanna. Because to be honest, Rihanna didn't even really want to say anything. Her father was the one that leaked the pictures of her getting beat up. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it was just kind of like, she's trying to find her way to, you know, get attention or do you feel like she's really scared? Cause I don't, I feel like what, like what would be her benefit to like putting out a restraining order? Well, you're right. You know, you're making a lot of, a lot of sense there. Um, you know, but at first I was thinking it's for attention, but now that you, you know, you said out loud, I think about it. She might be actually afraid of Chris just because she mm-hmm. never talks about Chris. She never brings mm-hmm. him up. Chris is always talking about her. 
So, right. I mean, she might literally be scared, but at the same time, I feel like she might just be taking it a little too far. Like he might have, he might have said something, and then she was like, "Oh my gosh, Chris is about to lose it. I got a feeling. Let me just get this restraining order just in case." Um, but I, I, that's a tough one, you know. I, I feel like deep bad. down, he loves her. He loves her way too hard, and yeah. <laughs> I feel like she. She has love for him, but she's not in love with him. Like she's like, okay, me and Chris got a pass. I wish you the best, but stop hitting me up. <laughs> Straight like that. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because honestly, you you can tell that they did have like a relationship where she really like they really mutually liked each other because you know that was the first person he really dated heavy after the whole Rihanna situation so not saying Chris couldn't you know find another woman but somebody to fully trust him regardless of his flaws I think is pretty awesome but this other sad thing in the restraining order she basically mentions how like he you know used to like kick her in the stomach and like push her and all this other stuff and it's just like it's hard to be like oh not Chris not Chris because (laughs) Chris has been involved in a lot of a lot of stuff so I don't know like I would hope not but I just think more of the story whatever the outcome is you know for him to keep his distance because thank god he's not getting locked up off the strength of this like I hope he like takes a step back and just kind of looks at himself because unfortunately like he's going to find these women that he really loves and cares about but he's going to end up damaging each relationship if he can't learn how to like control his own emotions first or like figure out what his like his problem is and then fix it you know what I mean Right, yeah, he just, I don't know, maybe maybe he need to take some advice from the big dogs, you know, maybe like Jay-Z or someone that's been in the game for a while, just chill out, or talk to a family member, I don't know, talk to somebody, shoot, man, look, go talk to Diddy, Diddy doing big things, Diddy first black, I mean, Diddy a billionaire now, so he the first right. hip-hop billionaire, talk to him, maybe Diddy get your head on straight, or I don't know, man, go talk to somebody, maybe he need counseling. Maybe he just needed yeah. smoke a J. Nah, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But um, no, nah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, but no, nah, but he does a lot of that. <laughs> oh yeah, we see, we seen that on his social media. Hey, him. Hey, whatever happened to him and Soldier Boy beef? They still fighting? What's up with no, that? No, it's pretty much over because Chris said it was childish oh. and basically. But I will. No, no, no. I will say. To his defense, he said it was too many people that got involved because you know it was fifty. Then you had Floyd. So for him, it was more so a money issue because everybody was so pressed to be a part of it that everybody wanted a cut just for promoting it. And to me, like, I would rather hear him, you know, them two get into it or whatever type of situation just on the street for for the free, if y'all really feel whatever way, or just have a little conversation, whatever y'all need to do, versus it being like, oh, well, everybody has to put up money, you know, in order for this to go down or, oh, this person owes me. Because then it's just corny at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I just, uh, it's just, the whole thing was just corny. Like, we really could have did without it. And it was all over Karuchi yet again. And it was just kind of like, I understand, you know, Chris not wanting people to disrespect, like, his ex and all that stuff like that. But, Chris, that's your ex. Like, like let it, I understand you really care about her. But if you cared about her, you wouldn't have got one of her friends pregnant or been kicking her in the stomach. So, were they, just, were they friends? Were they friends? Let's be honest. Probably not. Oh, she, I'll say right. She if, not. She not your friend. If she if she if she f's your dog, she not your friend. Oh. Right. Industry friendships. You know how that goes. Yeah. You go. You know how that goes. Exactly what I was about to say. 
So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with all of that. Like I doubt they're gonna, you know, ever be able to be friends. Like I don't see Nikki and Remy being friends. That's that's definitely uh <laughs> I think the pedophile brother thing was probably just that uh last straw. But um I don't know. It's just whew. There's just so much going on, Lord. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Too much. Well, <laughs> while, while we're on the topic of, you know, restraining orders and everything, which is going bad, let's hop, let's hop into sports because we got, you know, we got a little scandal going on at Baylor. That's been going on for some while now. Um, basically, a coach, you know, you know, lately Baylor has been in the media and everything for all the rape scandals. Um from actually, Lindsay, this is from a Virginia woman who in January filed a uh, a lawsuit, a federal lawsuit, saying that she was gang raped by two Baylor football players in 2013. And the suit goes on to allege that at least 31 football players committed at least 52 acts of rape over the last four years, including five gang rapes, two which involved 10 or more players at the same time. Woo! And some videotaped them. What in the world? Yeah, some videotaped them on their phones, and it was passed around on the teammates. Now, so with all this happening, um, Coach Kim uh, Maliki, I think I said her name right, um, women's basketball play, uh, coach, I'm sorry, women's basketball coach, she went on the floor, and, you know, she said some remarks that people were uh, kind of upset about, and she was she was being a little too liberal, but she really didn't mean it. All she said was, if somebody around you say that they would never send their daughter to Baylor, you punched them right, <laughs> right dead in the face. And she said that during oh after God. a 500 win, which is pretty good, a pretty good thing, a big accomplishment. But that took away yeah. the fact that she said that, and after she said it, she knew, she, you know, someone's gonna comment and the media's gonna run with it. And she said, you know, oh, she didn't mean to be that liberal. She was just trying to make a point be firm of what she was saying, and backed him up. She said that, you know, she loves his university, and it's happened at a lot of universities. And that's one thing I agree with. I mean, it may happen, but all those counts of rape, you can't justify that for every university. That That's that's just a lot. I mean, mm, I, I, yeah. I, I, I can't agree with what she said. And a couple days ago, Stephen A. Smith even said he, he said he wouldn't send his daughter there. So she was kind of commenting to, towards that. And then after Stephen A. Smith said that on uh, SportsCenter, Baylor hashtag Baylor we know, some Baylor students were saying some positive things about Baylor and what they felt was, you know, good things about campus. It's not all about the rape. That's just what's been portrayed the last, I guess, few months. So mm-hmm. they want people to look at Baylor in a positive light and not the negative. Now, Lindsay, right. do you feel like this is a lot taken – so I'm sorry if I hit you with a bunch of info. Uh, I'm, I'm like, Whoo. I thought Chris Brown was having a bad day. Okay. Well, I, well, I know, but that's a, that's a lot of cases of rape. Now, do you? I'm not saying, you know, uh, this Virginia woman. Actually, they named her. Um, her name is um, Elizabeth. I'm not gonna put her last name out there. If y'all want to look, y'all can go on our uh, social media, and it will be posted up there. But. Uh, do you think all this is true? Do you feel like the university is still a great mm. university to go to? Do you, you know, you feel like people should step down? Oh, and then there's one more, there's one more thing I left out. So 
after the investigation last spring, the athletic department leadership um, was telling, you know, discouraging victims from reporting assault or rape because they didn't, you know, yeah, because they didn't want to suppress accusations against Baylor, Baylor Bears uh, players. And uh, so after that investigation, (laughs) you get mad. (laughs) See, I can hear you. (laughs) After that investigation, 19 players accused of domestic or sexual assault by 17 different women. That's all I got. I'm, I'm, I hate it more. You know, I hate it more with no hooks. I got you. I'm done. I just, I feel like that's a very serious case, and especially when it comes to like an institution. And I just, I would hope and pray like people aren't like crying wolf, you know, about stuff like that because that is serious. And for that many people to come out, like you will be surprised. I mean, let's be honest. You know, we went to a school where, like, the basketball team was hot and stuff, but that, you know, that didn't mean that scandals didn't take place. Like, just in general, like, it happens. Um, and not saying that's a great thing because there's, you know, the life of, like, a basketball player, and then there's, like, his life outside of when he's not on the court, you know, and people are still people at the end of the day. Um, I wouldn't say that makes the school bad, but it's a bad look by all means. Like, um, you know, like, who – who would really want their child to go there after that? Like, I would be, you know, scared and concerned because it's just like, how is it this many people away with stuff like that? You know what I mean? Like, that's just, it wouldn't really make me feel settled. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you when um, Penn State had that whole thing going on with the coach, um, you know, messing with, like, the younger, like, little boys mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That that turned me away from even wanting to go there. Like, I got in and I was like, absolutely not because I just didn't, that whole reflection for me just it wasn't positive like I just wanted to go somewhere where like you know there were morals and standards and I'm not saying like oh you know you want to hold a school accountable for one person's mistake but it's just kind of like or like several people but that's I don't know that's pretty heavy stuff because I mean even if you um for anybody if you haven't seen this like new show called the quad which is about like HBCUs and stuff um the Hampton University president like wrote this whole letter of how he you know was opposed to it and thought it was, like, very negative. But, I mean, let's be honest, like, as negative as it is, the stuff happens. And I feel like it's easier said than done up until it's your child that this stuff happens to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most stuff. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the Virginia lady, I mean, she tried to make progress by implementing 105 recommendations to strengthen the safety and security of of all students and restore faith in the university. So she's not giving up on us, you know, after what happened, she's trying to turn a negative into a positive. And I Mm -hmm. can see exactly where you're coming from. It's just at this moment, you know, I would still tour the university. I wouldn't, you know, disregard it, but I would ask, you know, what what are the precautions you all are doing to make the campus safer? How will my daughter you know, be safe. Do I have to worry about this? Do I mean, I, I'll be straight up. Like, do I need to come up here and kick somebody's ass? My daughter, you know, I, I'm asking <laughs> all the questions that need to be asked before, you know, we make this decision. Like, I want you to be straight up forward with me. But like, sir, there have been accusations and that we're looking into them and we are strengthening our police force or security. We added five more officers. Um, mm-hmm. We got to, you know, 
new bus routes. They'll be here quicker. Apps. You know, like how BC yeah. did around the state. You know, had an app right. you when the bus is coming. So we have to stand there for 20, 30 minutes waiting for a bus. And we can get out here, right. you know, sit out here in the streets, get robbed, or something bad can happen two, three in the morning. So, I mean, I want to see things like that that Baylor could do. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. any steps they have taken yet. I'll keep you updated with that. But as of right now, you know, they're supposedly implementing more procedures and they're trying to make the campus more safe. Yeah. I don't know. People got to understand that there are repercussions, like, you know, for your actions. Like, you can't just kind of do whatever and think you won't be penalized for stuff or that, you know, it does affect other people. Because even, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but his name is Jameis Winston. Um, He made this, like, speech at this elementary school where he basically tells all the, like, young girls to sit down and basically his his goal, I guess, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, his goal was to you know, express to the young gentlemen how they're very valuable and they're supposed to stand up and be strong and powerful voices. But by saying that, he's like, oh, yeah, women need to be silent and, you know, men, we need to be the loud voices that need to be heard and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, not even old just because I'm a woman, but in order to uplift men, I feel like it's very, it's like in poor taste for you to tear down women in order for you to bend, like build men up. You know what I'm saying? Like, because even vice versa, if some woman got up there and was like, all oh, the guys sit down, y'all are meant to be silent while the women are the backbone and all the loudest voices and take care of everything, like, it just, to me, it creates a sense of division and it just, we're not back in the day where women didn't have a voice or weren't even allowed to vote or say anything. So for you to tell a bunch of young kids, like, to, that the role of a woman is to be silent, um, if that was the role, we wouldn't even have this little in-the-mix show right now. So before I get turned up, what is your opinion, Pat? Set it down now. Set it down. Let's not get rowdy, okay? <laughs> See, now you're talking like that. That's, That's how not rude Don't be too loud. I know you're no. woman and all, but uh, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's Jameis. He, he just he, he he don't have it up there. I don't there. care if it's Jameis Brown. He, he has some respect. Right. You one hundred percent right. He gotta have respect. And you would think he would, cause you know every time he does an interview, he talks about his mother and how he you know he respects her and this and that. I, I, maybe he's just. I, I, you know I can't stick up for him because he was in the wrong. And. I mean, he, he apologized, granted, but some of them that's not what I meant to say. Oh, you said it loud and clear. <laughs> We heard you. Whatever, whatever goal you were trying to teach the young boys, I would trust. You, you were a great example, or lack thereof. But, you know, that's okay. Women will still be loud and proud. Uh, shout out to Viola Davis once again, someone who will not be silent. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, people are people, so I don't even know I'm surprised. But you, you let's right. carry on. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to the next, next sports. So uh, there has been a little bit of beef between Shaq and Jamel, uh, Jamel McGee. And uh, for everyone who doesn't know, everyone knows who Shaq is, but uh, mm-hmm. McGee plays for the Warriors. You know, he's bounced around from team to team. And he's been mm-hmm. featured on Shaq and the Fool a few times. And Shaq and the Fool is basically um, when you do something dumb in the NBA, when you're supposed to make a layup, but you're not tripping on your own mm-hmm. two feet or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he just makes fun of people, particularly in the NBA, but... Jamel McGee always ends up on a show. So lately, the past few months, he's called him soft. Say he needs to play better and, you know, just step his game up. So the Warriors have, um, you know, talked back, and particularly uh, Kevin Durant, 
who said, in quote, actually, let me let me let me take a step back. Shaq actually tweeted um, three days ago, America meet Jabil McGee. Um, quotations <laughs> bum, and he posted a picture. Uh, and he, he I don't posted, know why he, when Shaq talks like Shaq is cute to me. I don't know why, but go ahead. It's just funny because Shaq. So the picture Shaq posted with it was a bum right on the street, and he cropped oh. uh, McGee's uh, head onto the bum. So it was funny. Oh my so After that, of course, the rant, you know, jumped to, you know, jumped into the mix and back to the team. He said. All right, excuse me, everyone has a little cussing here, so I'm uh, just going to throw it out here right now. Quote, Shaq was a shitty free throw shooter. He missed dunks. He airballed free throws. He couldn't shoot outside the paint. He was bigger than everybody. Didn't have no skill, but he was bigger and stronger than everybody. And he still is a great player, but he flaws too as a player. So, <laughs> Shaq actually, uh, I guess you could say today, Within the last 24 hours, Shaq Mama has stepped into the mix. Oh, and Lord. Has told <laughs> Not Mama O'Neal. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> right. So Shaq, Shaq uh, you know, Mama stepped into it, and he said, he told um, Undefeated that I have orders to from the top to leave it alone. And he said, so they said who? He said, my mama. My mama called me and it told me to stop this silliness, leave him alone. So that's the end of the beef. You won't be hearing about it from my side anymore. Mama has spoken. So mama put her foot down and mm-hmm. said, end this shit mama said, right Y'all better now, blow Shaq. up before it. we go you better down. Stop. You better stop this before I get my switch. You better stop it, Shaq. <laughs> she oh probably called me See, Shaquille, I love stuff like Shaquille, that, you better stop it. <laughs> right, like Shaq, you know, she was not playing. She said, we're not about to waste time. Like, right. you and Shaquille O'Neal. Uh-huh. Now, that's when you know you're in trouble when, you, when your mom see your full name. Black Terrence Marquise Dixon. Oh, Frank. Oh, <laughs> ah, that's cute. That's cute. Stop. Josh me said that. I ain't went to <laughs> I just said that on air. Lord. That's my girl. Oh, no, I'm about to run that into the It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, what's going on in the NBA trade? Because I'm trying to figure out all the different ways I can incorporate your middle <sighs> name to just everyday life now. But go ahead. Stop, stop. You know, <laughs> side note, I was supposed to be a TJ, but that's another topic. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> a, few, a few notable trades. Um, it's a lot going on here. So I'm, I'm just going I'm to I'm make a little skim of the notable ones. So, Darren Williams for the Magic, I'm not sorry, Magic, the Mavericks, has mm-hmm. um, joined the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, says sources. Mm-hmm. So, that makes a dominant Cleveland force. And also, Andrew Bogut, who used to play for the Warriors last year, has now decided to join Cleveland. Ooh. So, that makes Cleveland, yeah. you know, hmm, right, hmm. So, Cleveland <laughs> okay. is coming for that uh, championship again. And then Taj Gibson from the Bulls has now joined Russell Westbrook and the Thunder. And the biggest trade of them all has been DeMarcus Cousins. Right. He got <laughs> traded to the Pelicans. <laughs> traded to the Pelicans for some bag of chips. And that's, that's the way I look at it. Like, you, you, don't, 
you know, I'll give you no steak and you give me back some bag of chips. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. So they traded Buddy Hill, Tyreek Evans, and Galloway in like a second-round pick. Now, hmm. Buddy Hill's a, you know, he's a, he's a good player in college, but he's a rookie. You don't trade me three bums. Tyreek Evans, who used to be a great player they had before, but he's mm-hmm. injury-prone. And Galloway is just, yeah, he's Galloway. But I'm DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> I'm averaging 27.8 points a game and 10 rebounds. 10.7 rebounds. That's a double-double. Granted, him and Anthony mm. Davis will be, you know, like the Twin Towers, like back in the day with Houston. But, right. I mean, are they really going to do anything to a few games off the eighth spot on the West? I don't, I don't really think they're going to do anything. Mm, let's hope so. I mean, let them uh, <laughs> Body D-Box said, you know, the one of the the main people uh, at Sacramento Kings says he will step he will step down if the trade isn't any success. Meaning the players he got for Demarcus, if it's not a success, he would step down. Now, players, you got three role players who ain't got no stars. He says he's trying to change the culture. And I don't know what his problem is because he, he's had great players. Let's not forget, a few years ago, he had Isaiah Thomas, who is now on Boston, doing his thing, averaging like 30 points a game in the MVP talk race. You had good players along with DeMarcus Cousins. Right. But it's just not working. Maybe it's not the players. They all, And he even said the same thing about Isaiah. Isaiah was a hothead. He was this. Same right. thing to talk about DeMarcus Cousins. Maybe maybe it's just a the culture there. Maybe it's not the players. Maybe it's something in the coaching staff. Maybe, you know, you can't keep pointing fingers. I agree with you. At, yeah, at the I players. would say literally we, I, well, me and a few of my classmates, we were like at this pretty much like marketing awards like last week. And the CMO from, you know, Chick-fil-A and the president was just pretty much speaking that he was, you know, accepting his Lifetime Achievement Award, which was awesome. And he basically said, you can't have a, a good business without a sound culture. Like, you know, you got to have mm-hmm. like-minded people around you who all are motivated to want to win, um, you know, just as ambitious. And literally you all fight for each other because if not, like, no matter what your ideas or your concept, it's not going to thrive. So I, I completely agree with you 100%. Definitely. Hey, thank you, Lindsay. Oh. This only one time, Terrence, or Marquis, as they call you. I'm about to go back and delete this show. Whoever heard it live, y'all heard it live after that. I'm deleting this show. You ain't, y'all ain't about to catch me slipping no more. <laughs> it's, it's okay, son. It's okay. No. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully these trades, you know, play off. I think it's always, you know, cool to see them mix it up a little bit just to see how people going to act. So, you know, we'll see. Man, it's, it's been a bunch of trades. Don't get me wrong. There was a way more trades than that. But I, it's too much to go to, and I would take at least five minutes. I don't, I don't want to bore you all to sleep. But let's also talk about how um, one more thing. The Lakers <laughs> has fired general manager. Mitch Kupchak, Kupchak and um, they promoted Magic Johnson to president of basketball operations. Shout mm, out to okay. uh, Magic. Magic. Hey, Magic stepping it up, man, doing his thing. Yeah, no game. I'm proud of him. Hey. I like Magic. He's like a shot. Like, I just, 
think they're good people. You just like them just because you, you don't have a reason. You just No, just cause. They, like, they literally, I don't know. I feel like the stuff that they've been through has humbled them. So, like, they're not arrogant. You know what I mean? They're not like a, they're not saying this about Charles Barkley or anything, but they're not like old heads who just, like, are trying to attack all the new cats. No shade, no shade. But they're just like, you know, they're not attacking the new the new cats who are, you know, out here grinding just like trying to have their own moment the same way they did, you know? So, I don't know. I like that. So, shout out to Magic. That's pretty awesome. Oh, oh. And side note, my, uh, the GOAT has been traded to Houston Rockets for Corey Brewer. I don't know what the, what was the mindset behind that, but, yeah. I said he's the GOAT because he, uh, he has two girlfriends. My role model. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we all can do. Um, <laughs> you got jokes, huh? You got jokes. I mean, you know, if you tell one girl your name is Marquise and the other one turns, you might be able to pull it up. Hey, hey, on oh, my name on this show is T. Okay, I got most of my names. You know what, Lindsay Felder? Don't come for me like that. Okay, <laughs> you, you ain't Lindsay Lindsay. Terrence, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm done. That's the last time. Only for this show, but it's definitely more to come. Um, but <laughs> well, let's wrap this good combo up on a good note with some Bible inspiration, Shelly. You do it. All right. So this week, the verse is going to come from Isaiah 40, um, verse 31, and it said, "But those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint." Ooh, that first line. Let me just say that again. But those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. Y'all, I know it's hard to be patient, and I know certain things we want to just happen immediately, but I promise you when you when you realize that God has already laid out a plan for you and all you have to do is just follow his steps, it'll amaze you how, like, every day you'll just walk into new mercies just because of his grace and favor. So keep that in mind for the week. The months to come for the whole year. Just yeah, embrace that. You got anything else for uh, people, Terrence? Before we go, and I go therapies. Let me talk to you. Been, you've been picking out some great verses lately. I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm crying. Of you. you know, God is speaking to me. Hey, maybe you know that's that's us. You know, maybe go start your church. You know, go ahead. You know, follow. Go to your calling. Uh, baby, baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> um, <laughs> one one person at a time. You know. Well, <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. No, it's all good, but it's been real. Definitely talking to y'all. Um, please check our t- like Twitter throughout the week. Um, we'll even give you the link for Alana's Twitter. Um, I really think the show is gonna be super, super dope. So I can't wait to interview with her. Um, she's super amazing, and you know, for anybody who's just even had family members who've been affected by cancer in general, I think it will be really dope to hear somebody you know around our age group, um, pretty much giving their own perspective of how to turn, you know, a situation that seems like the end all to be all or just, you know, so tragic into something so beautiful. So um, definitely check out our Twitter, you know, support her, support the movement. And, yeah, Terrence, you got anything else for the people? No, that's that, that's about it, man. Uh, tune in for Wednesdays, for Mixed Wednesday as well. And, uh, Lizzie, it's been a great show. So I missed you last week, so it's been a good show. We got a lot of topics done, so I feel like we got a, you know, good show today. Agreed. I'm going to go take a nap now. So until you and me both, <laughs> I gotta be up three in the morning. So I... <laughs> bless your heart, boy. Hang in there, Marquise. I'm Lindsay Lynn. <laughs> and according to Lindsay, I'm um Mark. Uh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, 
Y'all have a blessed, y'all have a blessed week. <laughs>